listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy. Sometimes you just gotta say fuck them. They been hating. So fuck them all. Uh, you must the solar, I'm popping this bitch blowing me up. I be burning this bread. Who let the toaster get stuck? Got the key to your heart. Man, who doping in us? Got the hood on my back, but ain't no cobra in us. I hit you with the flips. I hit you with the swoop. Diamonds lie on my chest. Still I live in my truth. I give Cupid the cue. Simply I got the juice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode. 49 of the awakening so we're pushing closer and closer to 50 i can't wait uh for the whole month of june we're actually going to be doing an exclusive uml month where every guest is going to be from the urban mogul life uh podcast network which is the the network that hosts this podcast so it's just going to be um i'm looking forward to that because we have a just a dope collective of people um at uml and i just can't wait to pick a lot of the brains i'm already strategically placing who's going to be on what segment and what topic you know, I mean, I do that anyway. So, uh, but you know, this has been an interesting week in podcasting. We had a great episodes of the breaks, probably my, my most fun, uh, recording an episode with, uh, Johnny and Ralph. We just had a lot of fun. A lot of jokes flew. So definitely check out episode eight of the breaks, uh, radio if you guys haven't already. But, um, <laughs> also what made this week a little bit funny is that, uh, Alternative Fact Chicago, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Shout out to um, to B Chan and B Hun over there. Uh, you know, got into did we get into pod beef? Not with them, but with some idiot. I refuse to even mention his name. Um, so that was just that was just it just added to an interesting week. Just a, like it's just been crazy, man. Uh, this podcasting world is just it's just amazing. Uh, so us, it was me and them, and then also uh, Dan on drugs from um black law and legal lies got involved as well it's just the potter family is real and i said this on twitter afterward everyone who thinks the potter family thing is just a hashtag it's just a gimmick no it's real and that and i mean we all help and support each other we all give each other ideas on the shows as far as like um letting each other know how we thought about it and felt and felt about it like it's it's just a great uh great just group of people who are involved in the Potter family. And, you know, I can't say or speak highly enough about all the pot, literally all of the Potter family. And, um, you know, everyone's growing, everyone's improving, everyone's show is just constantly getting better. And it's just, just great to see that, that work, uh, level and ethic from everyone who's around. Um, yeah, that's play And I need to stop saying, um, so much, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just dope. Um, outside of that, you know, <laughs> This week, man, like I said, the the awakened soul. I woke up on Saturday morning, and uh, like I said, I really, I really, I've gotten out of the habit of checking the stats because I I know by the interaction, I know the people who listen to this podcast, I know who supports the podcast, so I don't want to ever get caught up in just stats and numbers. But Saturday alone, this week, we did seventeen hundred downloads in one day, which is just amazing, amazing. So I want to. Obviously, people are out there sharing the podcast. I just want to say thank you. If you are, thank you to all the new listeners. Um, this is going to be a, a, a really fun episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different because it's basically just a lot of my thoughts and a lot of things going on. For the majority of the episode, I'm going to be talking about um, film, uh, some MCU stuff, mainly MCU stuff, uh, Deadpool as well, some comments, some some of the places we could go, some TV stuff. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just an all over the place show. Like I said, I'm, I'm really going to be hitting you guys all the month of June, uh, with deep topics and fun topics. But this episode, this is just one to get a lot of stuff off my chest and conversations. I haven't got to have yet, but this first segment, this first segment is something that's very near and dear to my heart. So we're getting ready to get into that. We're going to get into some brief music. I'll see you guys on the other side of that with just an amazing, amazing way to start this podcast. So I'll see you guys there. When the night, Just as long, just as long as you stand by 
Hey, baby girl. Hey, Lala. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> How you girls doing today? Good. Fine. All right. So, you know, I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions, and, we, and I want some serious answers. I want you guys to be honest. Don't hold anything back, okay? Okay. All right. So, you guys know Daddy loves you, right? How much does Daddy love you? A lot. You don't. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I know it's a lot. <laughs> Good. So, Maya, I'm going to talk to you first. So, Maya, um, I know this this last year of school has been pretty hard for you. I know it's been an adjustment and everything. And I, how, how have you felt about this past year of school? Like, how, how, how what are your thoughts on it before I, I start talking about mine? drama people I guess and very ignorant people and then when I came back to Ohio I was perfectly fine like nothing ever happened why um when you say a lot of drama what do you mean by a lot of drama like people like say I'm gonna fight you They're like okay you wanna fight me come fight me let's do this well you already know you, you know how I feel about fighting you don't have to don't fight unless you absolutely have to and then if you do Knock them out, but don't tell your mama I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> but Maya, I wanted to talk to you because you know I always say this about you: you're the most like me by far. Like it's out of all the kids, you are definitely the most like me. Um, but I wanted to ask you what I don't know how I want to word this. Um, what is it that you? Like, how can daddy help you more with with your frustration? And I know, like I said, you're learning to deal with it a little bit more. What do you need from Pops? <laughs> no, stop. Okay, so maybe, like, maybe um, instead of, like, yelling and then getting in trouble, maybe, like, I should just be and have you to be talking to Lana or Alan. Well, I mean, even more than just with your siblings, because they're always gonna irk you look take for me my younger sisters are 21 and 26 and grown and they still irk me every chance they get um so your younger siblings are probably always gonna bother you but i mean more like dealing with your attitude because like i said you're a lot like me and you know daddy i've always told you um how that my my frustration and my anger was something that I learned had to learn how to deal with as I got older. Um I didn't have to, I didn't have the problems as early as you did. My attitude problems probably didn't start until, until middle school. You're still in elementary school, but I'm not judging you for that. Um <laughs> but yeah, here's here's what I want to tell you. And and this is something that I know about you. Um you're extremely extremely smart. Smart and you learn everything super fast. So I know a big part of like what you deal with is because you don't feel challenged. Is, would you do? You, would you say that's correct? Like with school, you don't feel as challenged by your schoolwork. Yeah. And and so like you're extremely gifted. Like you know you're an artist. You're smart. And I've always said that creative people always need to find an outlet. And you haven't quite found yours yet. So it's difficult for you to get out some of the stuff that you feel because you haven't found that thing that's your thing yet. And I know when you have a bunch of siblings, it's kind of hard to find your unique lane or your unique thing. So, um, you know, daddy loves you, though, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, no matter what, like no matter what it is, if you need me to do it, I'm going to do it. We're going to work through this together. You're my princess. Um and yeah, like I said, overall, your attitude is going to even out. We just need to find what's you. And it may be dance. It may end up being drawn. It may end up being something that we haven't even thought of yet. You still haven't really gotten into sports yet. So it's 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 coming. Like, you're, you're not 10 yet. Even though your birthday is right around the corner, it's coming. And you're, you're just such a beautiful and talented little girl that anything you do, you can excel in. You just have to focus. And that'll come with time. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you had one thing, just one thing that you need daddy to do with you, help you with more, just daddy, not daddy and mommy, not me and Yolanda, just one thing for me and you, Maya, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> um, My attitude. You want me to help you with that? Yeah. 
All right. So this summer, we're going to work on that. We're going to find that outlet. I may give you some boxing gloves and we're going to go outside okay. and uh, get out your frustrations that way sometimes. We're going to work through it, okay? Okay. I love you. Yeah, you too. Come give me a hug and kiss and give your sister the microphone. What took so long? <laughs> I was having a conversation with your sister. It took forever. All right, my Love you. All right. And this is so unprofessional way to start a podcast, but you know what? It's dope anyway. So, Lana. Anywho. <laughs> Lana, talk to the microphone, baby. Focus. How was this? How was this last year of school for you? Great. It was great. What do you mean great? Why was it great? Because I got to go to the zoo. <laughs> that so just that one field trip made the whole school year great. <laughs> yes. I, I'm judging you right now so bad, Alana, for that. But um, I mean, heck, if it made it great for you, it made it great. Um. <laughs> so what was the what was the hardest part of this school year for you? Chicken noodle soup. I'm um, IJ Stewart. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, um, foundation. We do sometimes like science, and then we have to do some stuff, and we have to spell it the right way. It's called foundation chess, and I sometimes get the words wrong. And sometimes you get the words wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's because you need to focus more. Plugs. Plugs is the only one that I can't do. <laughs> I always spell pug. You always spell pug? Yes. That's because you like pugs. Those ugly dogs. I don't even know why you <laughs> like pugs. They're not ugly! <laughs> <laughs> no okay so this has been a great year for you I, i'm struggling to even point out one thing that like i say you need to kind of work on because this has just overall been an amazing year for you in school and you were at the level you needed to be to end the school year like two-thirds of the way through and it's just been great like from kindergarten to first grade you've done amazing um so i'm gonna ask you this if there was one thing you wanted you want me like I asked Maya to do more with you to help you with, or that you need me to be around more for what is? It? Wait, to help me with some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't want me to help you foundation, but what about outside of school work? Like anything in life? What what's something you want to do more with, Daddy? Playing games. Playing games. Video games. No. He's talking Ball about issues. You want to play board games? He mm-hmm. barely plays. That's an issue. That's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> What else is on your mind, baby girl? I think that's it. You think that's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if there's one thing that this family needs to work on for both of you guys, what do you want to see this family do more? In 2018, going into 2019, what's what, what does the Johnson family need to do more? Games. Just games for you, Alana? Yes, because we play, play family games. I'm getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Maya? We need to start a YouTube channel. I'm bored to death. We already have a podcast. You want a YouTube channel, too? Yes. Stanway has a YouTube channel. It's more like your podcast. <laughs> Wait, we only have a YouTuber. This is Xavier. So That's so gaming. Who cares? Y'all are crazy. If you crack my skull and crack you before I die. Okay, let's stop the threats. Let's stop the threats. She's talking. Uh, we, we don't need to resort to violence. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right girls you know daddy loves you too more than anything in the world i want to tell you guys both this you guys are both beautiful smart strong you pay attention in church like you guys are just amazing little women and never oh, doubt that and no. i know you and even if you guys seem a little different from everybody else in your school it's okay to be different it's okay all right never try to fit in fit out that makes it no sense. It does. So what what I mean by fit out is this. And this is going to be how we end this little part. And then I'll let you guys go do crazy stuff. All right. By fit out, I mean, you don't want to fit in a box. You don't want anybody to feel like they can group you with everyone else. So by fit out, I mean, don't be in the box. Be outside the box. Exactly. We're Johnsons. We're leaders. Like, like think out the box. Exactly. All right, so I need I need one thing for each of you to promise to do going into the next school year. What? You got this? I need straight A's all year round. No. And if you guys don't get straight A's all year round, I'm putting you up for adoption. Okay, now that's just retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right. are you going to go to a new family? Is that what you mean? No, never. We're always going to be a family. I love you guys.
ass. I'm, I'm confused what you. you mean by thought. I'm, it was a joke, girl. You take everything so literal. It was a joke. The littlest things so serious. And we get and we get our puppy in a couple months. We do. Oh, wait, May, June. August. Four months. Four? <laughs> it's May. Oh, wait. June, July, August. Come on, that, like, and I just gave you props for doing good in school. All right, people, we're going to go ahead and end this segment. <laughs> that was Alana and, and Amaya, my two daughters. Uh, I, we're going to get into some. Off the <laughs> we're going to get into quiet, some. Maya. Shh. We're going to get into some, into some brief music, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Uh, forever a queen. Pure black, you're never so clean. When shit get hot, you help me watch for what these devils could bring. Responsible nightmares and having federal dreams. And being grounded can bring you closer to heavenly things. I learned from you. I want you to teach me to love you. The missing piece to the puzzle, single parent hustle. I feel stupid, thought Cupid's arrows too dough to cut through. Sweet Sadie, you give me sugar, place none above you. That cocoa butter on skin took the chi out of me. Wanna be with a king, Coretta must be a kin. Gotta be colorblind, you can't see her a gym. Before I break the family branch, I go out on a limb. I love your eyes, the way you stare. I love your heart, how you provide for whomever's there. I promise I got you, you never had a lot. How could I fault you for this? You like the closest thing to God, still we call you a bitch, black woman. So there you have that. That was that was my babies. Those are my baby girls, and I I love anytime I'm able to incorporate them into the podcast. It's just been it, this this year has just been a great year as far as the growth and development of my children into just little people and and preteens and just everything. My my oldest son Xavier, who uh, you you guys will be hearing pretty soon on the podcast. He uh he's just over this last year has just become like this. He's gone from this kid to this like very responsible young man and uh it's, it's just been amazing and i wanted to get them on to talk about um just their school year their their year and what they want from me and i just think that that was a, just an amazing conversation but enough of the sappiness this is king hayes back um master editor of podcasts uh great podcaster in general all around pretty good dude and soon to be king of fresh cut fridays you know, I'm, I'm definitely taking that title from my brother Ralph here coming up shortly. Anyone who's uh, seen our hijinks on social media knows it's getting real. Uh, so we got the um, the press conference for that coming up. Actually, this this upcoming weekend, Memorial Day weekend. So once we have that, I'm sure the antics are just going to get kicked up a whole entire another notch. But it's all love. Like, Ralph, that's that's seriously that's my brother. I, I don't. I always say this. I say that I don't generally like people and that's not necessarily true, but it's it, I'm always slow to really bring people in and really, you know, get extremely close to people or let them in on the inner workings of my life. Ralph and Johnny are truly, truly uh, my brothers like they I don't even think they realize in, in just a short amount of time that we've known each other like. I, I really like those dudes, man. Like outside of all this podcast and stuff, we've we've hung out a couple of times now at this point. Actually, he was at Johnny's birthday party and got to celebrate that with him. And just the people around him are amazing, too. Those those two brothers are amazing. Check out their podcast over saturated. You can check out the one we do together. The Breaks Radio as we get ready for our first live show. July 21st is going down in St. Louis. Go to theawakensoul.com. Where under our events section, you can find the description for the event. You can also purchase tickets right from there. I want to see everyone out. This this is going to be an amazing show. Anytime you get the three of us together, it's just going to be it's going to be great. So uh, I, I just can't wait. We're doing a lot of things different from how other podcasts do their live shows. So it's 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 it's. It's all it's brotherhood. It's it's all amazing. You know, who doesn't like talking um, about music and pop culture and movies and films? And we, we just we have a lot of stuff planned. It's going to incorporate a lot of what oversaturated and the awakened soul is. But it's also going to definitely be the break. So uh, <laughs> I can't wait to to, to to just get to do that event and just see how that executes. It's going to be the first of many and long, long line of just things coming out from the Burks media, uh, which is the media group we started together. So, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing time. Um, but we are right off the top here. I want to talk about title. And if anyone who been living on the, under a rock, you know, er, er, 
everyone's heard about the the title faking streaming numbers for Beyonce and Kanye West. And, you know, we talked about that on the break. So I'm not going to talk about that aspect here. But I do want to talk about the next couple of pieces of news that have come out of title. We've heard that now they are worried about internal leaks of information and data breaches. So they've hired a cybersecurity firm uh, to, to figure out what's going on there. But then we also had an exec from Sony say that title has been late or hasn't paid uh, revenue from streaming the royalties from that. So now I, w- I want to ask this for anyone who is a title subscriber who pays for that platform and, and, and that, cause I don't, I, I don't, but does this kind of make you second guess putting your money into title when you hear about a stream of bad news? And there've been other companies over the course of the years who have had just a bad time with publicity um, and, and, and negative things coming out all at once like this. And some make it out, some don't. Now, I'm not by any means calling for the death of title. I don't I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen. Uh, they're still getting ready. I think they're, they're the exclusive home of, of the new Prince album that's going to be coming out, I believe, in 2019. So, you know, they, 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 they're going to have the exclusive content, at least for a while, whatever was already in the pipeline. But I'm going to be interested to see if that continues. If we keep getting those um, those exclusive deals for titles, when you hear things like this, like does this mess up the brand loyalty that people have had? Does this mess up the trust that artists have had with using title? You know, title boasted about being able to pay out, having higher payouts than a lot of the other streaming platforms. That's why they're able to get the exclusive deals that they did. But now getting news like this and all this type of stuff coming out. Um, does that affect that? It's going to be interesting to see how title, um, comes back from this and what they're going to do from a PR standpoint to really change the public, um, impression on them right now, because it's not good. It's not good. Like at least from a consumer standpoint, like I said, I wasn't someone who subscribed to title. I kept hearing that I could, I kept hearing that it was better than Spotify, but now, even if I was thinking about switching or even, you know, subscribing to that as well as Spotify, I, I'm not going to right now. I, I want to see what's going on, how all this shakes down. And, you know, admittedly, the faking streaming numbers thing wasn't necessarily something that was going to stop me from subscribing to title, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only consumer that felt that way. But the data breach, that's the thing. I mean, cybersecurity is, is real nowadays. And anything you have to put in any of your personal information or credit card info, if I hear that internally you're worried about your own leaks of information, like it, it, that that's right there is going to be enough to make me hesitate to want to pay to pay you. And then also you're not paying your artists. So if I'm subscribing to you and I, I want to get these exclusives, I want to I want to hear the new Prince album the moment it comes out. I want to be able to hear those things. And now I can't even have faith that you're going to pay uh, out correctly to who his family or his estate or whoever is going to be benefiting off that album. If, if if that was one of the things that made me consider if I would have considered picking up a title subscription in 2019 when that album drops, I'm damn sure I'm not now. But let me know what you guys think. Anyone who does subscribe to a uh, title already, let me know. Are you thinking about canceling your subscription? Are you thinking about uh, looking into other places or are you kind of now just waiting on on more information to drop like i'm I'm sure that you could only take so much so like anyone who subscribes you know you know where to hit me up at the working so pod at gmail.com let me know how you guys feel and think about all this title information but we're gonna go ahead and get into the next subject which all right so next we're gonna get into and i told you guys last week uh it was right before the draft lottery and i wanted my team to get in that top three and i said there was a chance that they may fall to number seven from number six and just with our luck guess what happened they fell to number seven but all this hope is not lost there's still a chance michael porter jr may be available there um but will it happen will will the bulls get to draft michael porter jr probably not just again with the bulls luck in drafting it may not happen but it looks like for all intents and purposes it looks like um our best bet or looking at all the mock drafts we have Michael Porter Jr. is a chance. Uh, Wendell Carter is also a chance there. We also have Mikael Bridges with Colin Sexton and Trey Young being kind of around there, too. So that that's really if you look at at the draft, unless something crazy happens and, and Luka Doncic, Doncic 
um, drops and falls in the draft because there are some teams who apparently uh, he said he may not come over to the to the NBA. And, you know, he's using his leverage there of being a European player and having a contract to say that he may not come. Uh, and, you know, that's probably to scare away a few teams from drafting him that he probably doesn't want to go to. But so I don't expect him to fall. We're just going to take that off the board and say he's not going to fall that far because I highly doubt it. So out of those options that we have there, like I said, Michael Porter Jr. is he's he's the one I want because is, I know there's that back injury history that everyone or a lot of teams are afraid to draft him on or it, it, it kind of scares some people away. And I get that. And, you know. But he has the highest upside out of all those guys I listed, in my opinion, because if if the injury thing isn't a big deal, if it, he's proven to be healthy and that injury never really affects his career or long term, at least um, he definitely has the highest upside. He he is basically Ben Simmons with a jump shot offensively, like he can do everything offensively that you want out of a basketball player. Now, the thing is with him is that he doesn't. Or at least at this point, he's 19. He doesn't play great defense. Can he learn that? Other players have been able to learn to play at least solid on defense. Can he be a solid defender? That's where it gets to what he wants to improve on and what uh, the the team that drafts him and what their trainers are able to work on him with and how they're able to, to fix that part of his game. But at least offensively, he checks every single box. Passing, shooting, slashing, uh, being able to create his own shot. Um, he, he'll he'll need to work on uh, facing against the athleticism that he's going to face in the NBA because I don't think he's ever faced that level of athleticism uh, on the on the on the de- defensive end. But all that being said, he definitely has the highest upside. So let's say that, that that's my Michael Porter Jr. Uh, thoughts there. I, I I hope he becomes a Chicago Bull. But let's say he's off the board. Um, that leaves really Wendell Carter. And Mikael Bridges as the best of the choices in my options, uh, in, in my opinion, not options. God, in my in my opinion, I think that it's either it, Wendell Carter or Mikael Bridges would be the next next best bet there. You know, Mo Bamba as well. Uh, I, I love what uh, he came out of the draft with his measurements, having an almost eight foot wingspan, being a legit seven one. You know, he's going to be a work in progress. Uh, Mo Bamba is one of those players that you draft and you really won't know what you have in him for probably about three or four years. So he could, uh, because I mean, a good comparison for him is, is uh, Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz. If you look at Gobert's first three seasons, he was kind of just there. He was a big guy on defense. He showed flashes, but he really didn't become the player that everyone considers him and looks at him now until what last year. So Mo Bamba has a chance to be that. Mo Bamba also has a chance to develop a shot. Now, what I will say about Mo Bamba is if the Bulls do draft Mo Bamba, I think that I do think that the front court of him and Luka, not Luka Doncic, I'm so focused on that. Him and um, him and Laurie Marketing really could be a great front court together for years and years to come. Um, so you can you can kind of set up your front court for the next eight years if you draft Mo Bamba and, and he hits um, I think that a safer bet, though, is Wendell Carter. If you're going to go for a center, I just think that Wendell Carter's game is much like the next person I'm going to talk to talk about is in Mikael Bridges is that even if he if Wendell Carter doesn't really you draft him and let's say he doesn't really ever improve any much like you're drafting exactly who you're going to get for the next 10 years. I think that that that, that there's enough there where you can say, Okay, he's still going to be a solid NBA player and he still has room to develop. I'm not saying he can't develop. I'm just saying if he never does develop anymore and when the card is solid on both sides of the ball has a solid shot uh, out to about 12 to 15 feet. And again, I think he'll be good, look good next to marketing as well. So I think the Bulls have a chance to completely regardless, worst case scenario, f- get their front court together for the next few years for this next phase of the team. But. We 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 struggled through a tanking season um, uh, just so I, I would want the team to go with higher upside. So that's why I want Porter. Now, Mikael Bridges and, you know, people look at Mikael Bridges. He's a junior and say, OK, well, you're, he really he's probably not going to develop more. He's older. He's going to be an older rookie. But when I look at Mikael Bridges, a what you're getting is a maybe not a lockdown defender, but you're getting someone who ups your defense immediately and has a shot of three-point shot. I like that as a base, especially next to Zach Levine. Um, Mikael Bridges, like I, I just, 
I wouldn't be disappointed if they drafted Mikael Bridges at all because of, like I said, what he's able to do. And people will say, well, that he could be the next Jimmy Butler. I don't like comparing players like that um, because Jimmy Butler, when he was drafted, no one thought Jimmy Butler would be what he is. Even like no one thought that he would be able to be the offensive player he's become. So I, I don't want to compare it there. But Mikael Bridges, as of right now, if you draft him, he's going to make your defense better. He's going to feast off what Levine and marketing could hopefully do, especially and having uh, Chris Dunn. When you have Chris Dunn and Mikael Bridges, you have two people on the perimeter who can play amazing defense so that that th- those defensive woes that Levine and marketing have. And I think marketing is going to eventually be a better defender as well. You you have two other people you can plug in there in that starting lineup and it can up your defense. I like Mikael Bridges. So Michael Porter Jr. is the pick that I want. Does, does I don't think the, that's who the Bulls are going to get just because I think he's going to show out in these in these combines. I want Michael Porter Jr. At a second out. I want Mikael Bridges. And then after that, I'll go Wendell Carter. Mo Bamba comes in after that. But basically what I'm saying, out of those guys that the Bulls are are projected to pick between one of those four guys, I'm, I could talk myself into liking any four of those picks. It's when you get into the Trey Youngs and the Colin Sextons that I'm going to I'm going to have an issue. And I'm going to wait to talk about those guys probably uh, next week. I'm, and as more combine information comes out and things from the draft, I'm going to talk about that. But we're going to get into the playoffs next. I have to talk about. The Cleveland Cavaliers, as much as I and I don't like LeBron, I respect him as a player. I, I've been saying they're going to win the next four straight. The Cavs are going to win the next four games straight and give a gentleman sweep of, of the Boston Celtics. And I understand the Celtics have been playing with a lot of heart. This was the worst game they've played in the playoffs. And I compare these Celtics a lot to the year uh, that the Bulls and Derrick Rose was injured and they had Nate Robinson as their starting point guard, I believe against the heat that year, they went up to one. I, I know for a fact they won at least one game. I think they went up to O and everyone was talking, Oh, well maybe Derrick Rose will come back now. It's not going to happen. And, and the, the bulls went up to O the year. Derrick Rose won the MVP as well on the Miami heat and the heat swept the next four games. So the, I always compared the Celtics today. They were playing with a lot of heart. They were playing with a lot of emotion. Their best two players went down and they, even if they lose the next three games at this point because they lost game three, even if they lose the next three games, this team is still has to be considered to, to be the next team in the East to be able to run the East for a decade. Like, you got to think they're missing Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving, two elite scorers in the game. I mean, come on now. Like they add that versatility. If you didn't add anything else, that versatility to be able to free up like a Jason Tatum and a Brown and do more offensively. Boston Celtics have no, no shame here. Terry Rozier showed out as as a really good player in his contract year. Um, but LeBron has proven that he does things like this. And I I forgot, I hope that the Celtics can win. I, I, was, I will go on record right now and say, if the Celtics can figure out to, how to win game four in Cleveland, then I think they're going to win this series. But as it stands right now, I still have the Cleveland Cavaliers pulling out this series in six. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to bet against LeBron. Um so yeah, that that's my that's my pick in that series, and you know, J.R. Smith finally showed up in the playoffs. Thank God uh, for the fans of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But you know, like I said, I'm not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, even though I live in Ohio. I love being able to show up to work when the Cavaliers lose. Um, but you know, that's just me. I'm a troll. I, lo- I love doing stuff like that. So uh, you know, that series is going to be. I think this next game is going to be telling uh, how the the Celtics now rebound from losing. Um, but like I said. It, they lose nothing in this. Like this, this, once Kyrie went down, no one expected them to be able to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So no matter what happens, they have shown what this team can do. If they can add one more piece, and that's what's so scary about this team. They have another high draft pick. They still will have cap room at the end of the season. And that's why, you know, the GM of the Boston Celtics, just he's he's almost a perfect GM. He always has his team set up every summer to improve handedly. So they have a chance to, to really anything that they see as a whole in their team or fix. They, they can fix to be it the draft or be it free agency, be it a trade. They, they just <laughs> I, I wish the Bulls had the GM and, and the flexibility that the that the Celtics have. But we have to talk about the next series, and that is the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets. Now, Golden State won game one. Houston won game two. Golden State came back and destroyed Houston in game three. And this is what I was talking about. James Harden's lack of defense. And also, Chris Chris Paul and James Harden 
are two of the players, if you look at their history, have the the most consistent just disappearing in playoff games. Like they 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 typically don't do good in, in playoffs. Like that's just what they have done. Um I love James Harden as a player. Uh I I, I just wish he would focus more on defense and I get it. I know the makeup of that team and they need him to score. But I just I just I just want him to get better defensively. But this series and now I hear everyone well the Warriors now Steph Curry's back. Don't don't doubt the ability of the Houston Rockets to just and James Harden to just the, the thing with James Harden is that he is has a chance no matter who he's against every game to take over and score 40. There's a chance every single game you have to be worried and concerned that he may score 40 points. He has the chance to do that. Anytime you have a player that can do that and don't get me wrong, Golden State definitely has that as well. So you 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 can expect that from them too, but the Houston Rockets um they they can win another game. This this series isn't over until it's over. And this is one the Houston Rockets were specifically put together and constructed in a way to be able to go against Golden State in the playoffs. So it, it, it's it's not over until it's over in this series. And, you know, I, for one, I just don't want to see Golden State and Cavaliers, even though if you look at my projections, I have Golden State projected to win. I expect Cleveland to win. So in my projections, we're going to get a rematch of the last two, two or three finals. But I don't want to see that. I hope either the Celtics or Houston can pull out their conferences because I just want to see something different in the finals. Um, either way, if Golden State wins, I don't see I don't really see a team in the East, either the Celtics or the Cavs being able to beat Golden State, um, even though Cavs have the best player in the world. But, you know, again, we'll see. We'll see what they're able to do. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's that's the sports. And, you know, I, I don't talk about sports as much as I do because, you know, we, we cover a lot here on the Awakened Soul. But I really I really wanted to talk about that because this is just a great time in in the NBA and, and you know for people who follow it you know the drafts coming up so you're expecting that the playoffs the finals are right around the corner just a great time we're gonna get into um, a song and this one is titled after my, one of my well my favorite basketball my favorite sports team ever I live breathe and die the Chicago Bulls this song is by Nick Grant it's titled 96 Bulls uh, at after the end of this music I'll come back to you guys we're gonna get into that and I'll see you guys on the other side Phyllis, check, uh, you never met a nigga this cold, somebody tell them boys class never gets old, the more success they hate me, that's the way this shit goes, married to the money, that's relationship goals, never will I fold. Pay me what you owe, it ain't a cougar trying to holler when I wave the fofo, uh, money don't change niggas, it only amplifies who they really are, they sold you a bag of lies, this the land of the wise, all the lamb of disguise, I never lose my cool, but not a fan of your vibes, okay, I'm from the dirty, need to be sanitized, product of ghetto teaching, this ain't that classic to fry, moving that cocaina, they call it that Spanish bride, I love her, I fantasize, I'm just staying alive, Food for the soul, stuck with a can of pride. You niggas can't see me, fuck it, I'm camera shy. You better eat your Wheaties, I park it where I can see it. Should it get hot and shaky like Parkinson's with the fever? It ain't checkers, it's chess. All I see is the cleavage, button heads with the best. It ain't nothing to beavis, I'm the meanest boy. So we are back. And you know, I'm, I'm, before we get into the MCU discussion, um, I just, how many of you guys stayed up to watch the Royal Wood? Like, really, I just I, I would like to know how many of my listeners stayed up to watch the Royal Wedding, because I sure as hell did. I still haven't watched it. I haven't seen a single clip from it. Not even going to lie. Not even going to fake like I did. I didn't. Haven't watched the Billboard Music Awards yet either, because I typically hate award shows. I'll catch up on it before the breaks, though, because the breaks, so I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, the winners there. So we'll, 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 I'll catch up on that. But I'm, I'm not saying up to watch anybody else get married. I'm, I'm just I'm not doing it. I stay up to go to a wedding to watch one. No, not going to happen. But, uh, you know, I wanted to there's a few things with the MCU that I wanted to talk about. Not just uh, and, you know, for anyone who's not a big fan of this type of talk, you know, this may not be your thing. Um, we'll get into some other stuff, but. No, I wanted to first talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being renewed for a sixth and final season. Well, is it the final season? ABC claims it's not. You know, with the Disney streaming service coming along, it, it very well may not be. Um, who knows? I think it's going to be, especially since they pushed that see, that sixth season to start in the summer, which is where Avengers 4 is going to fall in. So hopefully that means in some type of way that show is finally going to play into a movie in a larger way than what it did with Age of Ultron. Um, and a lot of you guys may not even know that 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 
Agents of Shield, the TV show did have a thread in, in Age of Ultron because it wasn't anything major. They really don't give it or highlight it at all because for the people who don't watch the TV show, they don't want to make them feel like they're missing anything um, by by just watching the movie. So it it's a lot of stuff there and nerd stuff that I won't get into the details of. Maybe one day me and Johnny uh, from the breaks and oversaturated will talk about it because I think he follows that stuff as closely as I do. But we're going to move into the next thing. The next thing is, you know, and this happened a couple weeks ago. I forgot to talk about it last show. And that's Benedict Cumberbatch saying that he will only take on projects if his female co-stars receive equal pay to him. I love that. I love the fact that he said that. I love the fact that you know he he's 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 being willing to do that. Um, what I will say though is that uh, does that mean because yeah, that that co-star thing could be looked at a lot of different ways. It can be looked at as if it's another female lead um, because I mean every actor just depending on your role you're not going to get paid the same as as the um, the star of the movie the star of the show or whatever. Um, but I did want to just take time on this platform to, to mention, you know, that that's a great thing that, that he's willing to do this, especially where a lot of, you know, in Hollywood, people are kind of like, well, if it doesn't affect me, I'm not going to say much about it. I'm not I don't have much to say. I don't have much to discuss. I'm going to kind of turn a blind eye to it. Um, so just by him being in, you know, his stars is on the rise. He was Sherlock Holmes. He's Doctor Strange. He's in what's probably going to be the high, one of the highest rehearsal movies ever. We'll talk about that in a second. So so, you know, that that's 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 great. That's that's great. I wanted to I wanted to definitely point that out. Um the next thing we gotta talk about, and this is not a review, so anyone don't worry about spoilers. I'm not gonna review Deadpool yet, but just the fact that Deadpool two opened up with uh hundred and twenty five million dollars just here domestically, which makes it the second biggest opening ever for a rated R movie, only behind the original Deadpool film. Um, and Deadpool, the original actually debuted on a holiday weekend. So it actually had that extra day of, of people being off work and everything um, to be able to go and see that movie. So it being only uh, eight million or so underneath that is an amazing feat. Um, so I, it, it's it's just. You know, and I haven't, like I said, we'll get into the review of it um, a little bit more probably next week's show. But I love Ryan Reynolds in general. And, you know, the, the, the Deadpool film series is definitely his film series. And that character has definitely just become him. And for him to be given this much time, I have problems with the film. We'll talk about that. Like I said, next week, I'm trying to trying to tiptoe that line. Um, we're also going to get into the talk about Infinity War's box office. So now Infinity War is, is officially at one point eight billion dollars worldwide, which is officially making it the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Is it going to get into that two two billion dollar uh, range? Absolutely. I think it is. You know, it's already at one point eight or a little bit over one point eight billion dollars. It's only been in the movie theaters less than a month. Look at the legs that Black Panther has had, which, you know, Black Panther over that time has 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 gotten one point three billion. So it's already passed Black Panther in a much shorter amount of time. Just look at the how many people have are going. How many times have you gone and re-seen the movie? It's one of those movies that I think the first time everyone sees it the first time you see it that ending is so off-putting to you because you're not used to seeing anything like that in movies that a lot of people are going back to see it another time even people who aren't necessarily the hugest mcu fans just because of that ending they want to go back and see it again and and and, and soak in and try to catch a little bit of the things that they may have missed and i think that's gonna i, I definitely think i, I don't think it's going to get to number one all time i think it'll probably get it has a chance of getting to number two has just definitely going to get hit number three, but uh, it has a chance to get into the not, the number two highest grossing film of all time. And Infinity Wars just you heard the review here. Uh, <laughs> it was just an amazing, amazing movie, in my opinion, and my thoughts. And I talked about how layered it is, but I want to get into some of my speculation on what's next from the Infinity War. So as we know, and this is spoiler warning for anyone who has not seen Infinity War yet, the five of you. Um, <laughs> so catch up on Idol Wars, then come back and catch up on this segment after you've seen the movie, if you have not seen it already. But so we all know Thanos did the snap. We got Many of our heroes, almost everyone except the original Avengers, plus Rocket, um, plus Nebula, Shuri may be around. We don't know. We didn't get to see her. Uh, War Machine still around. So, Okoye, because I got 
ding for not saying Okoye, even though she's not an Avenger. And I don't know if she's going to play a role into the film. But overall, we lost a lot of our heroes. So what does this mean? What's going to come next? What what do I think is is are we are we being set up for? Um, I think that, you know, obviously Captain Marvel was teased at the end of the movie. We didn't get Ant-Man in this movie either. He's another one that's still alive. Him and Wasp as far as right now. Does Ant-Man and the Wasp? And here, here's here's where my mind gets to going. It's like, well, why did they not have Ant-Man and the Wasp? And, and if Ant-Man and the Wasp is set before Infinity War, why not have it come out before Infinity War? There's definitely going to be something, in my opinion, in Ant-Man and the Wasp that either feeds into the next Avengers movie or that's affected by Infinity War. It may not be to the end of this movie. So the majority of Ant-Man and the Wasp may happen before Infinity War, but maybe the end kind of brings those two together. Imagine this. Imagine, and I don't necessarily think this is going to happen, but just imagine if through Ant-Man and the Wasp, they work to get uh, Janet's mother, uh, or no, Hope. Hope's mother, Janet, out of the the quantum realm. And imagine if they get her, she's greeting them. They're all hugging and Michael Douglas fades away into dust. Or hell, even let's just take it away. Even Michelle Pfeiffer, what if her character fades into dust? Like that would just be a hell of a a kick in the stomach as an ending, wouldn't it? I just really want everything to end on like, I just, I want Emmett and the Wasp to keep us in that sad state that Infinity War had us after the movie. So just think about something like that. Um, as far as Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, because it's set in the nineties, I don't see that ending kind of lining up. I do think Captain Marvel is going to kind of end not the same way, but a similar way in which Captain America, the first Avenger did in which the majority of his movie took, took way in the past, but we got to see where we're going to pick him up in in the Avengers film, which was the film that followed that. So I think we're going to get tight, kind of the same thing, whatever, wherever she's been, wherever she's off to when Nick Fury picked up that pager, we're going to get to see maybe we get to see her receiving that 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 call that that page uh, as that movie fades out. Captain Marvel is just that that's that's the, the thing like. I, I I see Captain Marvel is is of course it's going to get the rub from from Infinity War. It's definitely going to get a lot of that momentum because of her insignia, her logo being on that on that pager. But Marvel really has a chance to do something that you know. And Wonder Woman was a great film. Don't get me wrong, I love Wonder Woman. It's probably my best DC character film of all time, right behind The Dark Knight Rises. But Marvel is on such a higher plane right now and so so much more trusted with with filmmaking and you know if if they if they nail this film if they nail this 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 is just going to be amazing um as far as like putting that 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 woman character that a lot of little girls my little girls want to see you guys heard alana the last time she was on the podcast saying she wanted to know more about captain marvel and that's just from seeing the insignia that's not even before the movie comes out do you have a chance to really bring a whole new audience of of young women and ladies into this this comic movie culture and into after they see the movie to want to go and pick up a captain marvel comic so I, I i can't wait to see what they do with this film i can't wait to see what she's going to do with thanos um how she plays into in, in avengers 4 but you know so you know that that's kind of some of my speculation with the movies that are coming but the next avengers movie what in my opinion do i want to see happen i kind of already got into that you know the whole cancerverse thing i see them using the quantum realm to replace that to tramp trap thanos in but a, a couple of the beats of the movie and we've gotten some spoilers coming out but i'm not going to get into those just to spare everyone a little bit i now we we all know that infinity war 2 or avengers 4 is going to deal a lot with time travel and i think we're going to see a lot of set pieces a lot of scenes from previous movies but now played out in a different way do they affect the time in a way do they affect the past in a way to where it's going to be bring in another character you know shout out to coop because i know he knows where i'm going with this that may play a larger role who who kind of looks over the time stream and wants to control time are we going to see that are we going to see something that teases the fantastic for the x-men what 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 are we going to get with that? But the time travel aspect specifically, I think we're going to get a lot of time travel. I think we're going to see a lot of faces that we haven't seen. Loki pretty much confirmed he's going to be in the movie. We're definitely going to see Loki. Do we see Killmonger? I want to, like now that they know and they said that they have reshoots. So there's still things left with Avengers 4 to be shot. 
even though they shot the majority of the movie already. But now that they know the impact that Black Panther had, and you know, a lot of people were saying when you heard you saw a lot of reactions to they wanted people wanted to see Black Panther have a large role in this movie because of how good his movie was. Well, you know, Infinity War was filmed started filming like a couple of weeks after Black Panther closed. So they had no way of knowing how the audience would react. But now that they do, even if it's just a scene of seeing Killmonger, if there's something that they need to get from Killmonger, I think that the fans would really like that and enjoy that. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know about bringing them back alive because I think that undoes just the power and impact of the ending of that film. I understand why a lot of people want him to come back, but if we get to see him and spend some more time with him, I think for me personally, that would definitely fill that, that need for me. So I, that, amazing. <laughs> just, just the MCU is just telling stories on such a higher level. And we have years and years of this. And now that Fox may be bringing into the fold of Comcast doesn't block it um, some type of way that it, we, we can be set up for the next 20 years of stories from Marvel and you know, I have to spend time on my on my geek tips. So anyone who <laughs> is like, that's enough Marvel haze. That's enough Marvel. Um, you know, it brings me to, to my last question. And then I promise no more Marvel talk. I promise. No, well, not ever on the podcast, but in this particular episode. Um, what's the worst film in the series? What's the worst film in the MCU? My mind immediately went to Thor Dark World because I I. I, I just really don't care for that movie overall. It's it's cool, some of it, but just overall as a film, it's just not really my thing. I'm not going to lie. It's just not really my thing. Um, So it was between that and Iron Man 2. But what I will say is that going back and watching Iron Man 2, I think I appreciate it a little bit more. Um, So Thor of the Dark World. Uh, Yeah, that's probably my least favorite Marvel movie. All right. So enough Marvel talk. We're going to take another break. And see you guys on the other side of that break. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Then we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Thank God for the water, swatters. Thank God. Thank God for the water, swatters. Thank God for the water, swatters. Thank God. Started from the bottom of the map. Road tide at the end of the way. In this bitch ballpoint strap, get back. This nigga got a pen to the page. Permanent marks on my marks when I never miss. Talk shit, that's a hint at your age. Big chain, that's a hint to the cage. They saying you sane, but I'm gone in 60 seconds on the verse. That's Nicholas Cage. But with a black young man. All right, so we just got a couple of things to talk about before we're going to go ahead and bid you fine young ladies and gentlemen um, adieu. But first thing is, and this, this came out recently, and it was that Jay-Z uh, advised Meek Mill not to meet with, with Donald Trump. Um, and then, you know, another report came out after that, that actually President Obama has been kind of talking to Jay-Z, asking him to, to to request young rappers or to advise young rappers to not meet with Donald Trump. Now, I will start off this by saying anyone who's surprised by this just hasn't really paid attention. Uh, the Obamas and the, the Carters, uh, both Beyonce and Jay-Z, um, have really been close with the Obama uh, family and administration almost since he was inaugurated. So there's always been a relationship between those two. They were very heavy supporters of his. So it doesn't surprise me at all that they're still in contact um, now that he's not the president. Um, and, you know, here, here's here's what I'll say about this. Um, I, like I said, I, I can understand. I, I know that just as a publicity and, and just because a lot of people probably feel that not much is going to come of it anyway, of why meet with President Trump and just and this is just a personal thing. So I want to just make sure this is clear. This is just my own personal thoughts. I will never shy away from having a conversation with him. Even if I think you are boo-boo the fool, much less having a chance to talk to a sitting president, um, you, you'll never know. And the thing is that will will a conversation with Meek Mill ever make President Trump change or think on anything different? Probably not. But who's to say that it, it, it may not? You, you never know what or who you can inspire and that maybe not even president Trump. Let's not even say it's president Trump. Let's say someone that looks up to Meek Mill who, especially with all the, the, the new publicity and, and things that he's getting, who would see that he sat down with the president and tried. And that may inspire them to try to communicate with someone else who's ignorant or someone else who you feel needs to learn something. You just never know. So, you know, just in that sense, I would, I would personally, I would have still, Set and talking, probably I would have walked away from talking to President Trump like, what the hell? But that, like I said, I, and I and I can understand the flip side of that. Just people who don't want to sit down, who don't want to 
have that publicity who don't want to maybe even look at as wasting their time. So I understand that as well. That's why I said this is just a completely personal thing to Hayes. Hayes is just always all for communication. So I'm just I'll sit down and talk to almost anyone. Um, so that's that. That's just something I wanted to sneak in here. But before we close, I wanted to give some acknowledgments. And the first one is to uh, Model E from the Model E and Friends podcast. And, you know, she sent me an email just talking about noticing what I'm doing with this podcast and, and appreciating it and enjoying it. And that meant a lot because that's also someone who I admire their work. I admire her show and what she what she does on it. So, you know, that's that's just always humbling to be able to get that type of thing from someone else. Um, and also we got another five-star review and I said, I was going to start reading these five-star reviews more often. And I was going to wait until we got, uh, a couple of more to, to read it. But I mean, I figured why wait, why wait, why not just do it now? All right. So this one is from cord cutter. So shout outs to cord cutter. Um, and this one is man, just a great job. Great music, well-spoken content, five-star review. So I wanted to send thanks to that one. And then the other one that we got is also from Britty C622. And this one's a little bit longer. This one is, I've been subscribed to this podcast for about a month and I've loved each episode I've listened to. The content is important and relevant, but the content doesn't matter if you don't have the right person delivering the message. CEO Hayes is fantastic. He's real. He respectfully makes his point, even if he doesn't think it would be a popular one. I love that. One of my favorites to listen to. So shout out to those two five-star reviews and i'm highly highly appreciative of it and i hope to keep being able to deliver content that you guys enjoy um so finally before we do sign off permanently i have to do some acknowledgement and this one is to my big brother um someone who i'm able to go to and who hey heard my show and wanted me to join his network and that is uh, Mr. Poindexter himself. I'm not going to use his whole government name because I'm not sure if he wants it out there from UML, Urban Mogul Life. The guy, like, seriously, he, he, I, I have always prided myself on my worth ethic. And to see someone who has that same worth ethic and probably exceeds it, to, if I'm just being all quite honest, is just amazing to have. And you no, know, Poindexter is one of those people to where, seriously, if I'm recording at, at two o'clock in the morning and I needed some help or try to figure something out, I, if I called him, I bet you he'd answer. He'd probably look at it and be like, what the hell is Hayes doing? But he'd probably answer the phone. The guy works hard to make UML a thing, to get us out there. He constantly goes through ideas and talks to everyone who's on the network. And, you know, we're not a small network. So uh, to, to deal with all the personalities and all the hosts, he he edits podcasts. He does recording. He produces like he does everything possible in this podcasting game. And he's extremely extremely humble me and him have had a conversation where he has said you know i don't even need to be the front man i'd almost rather be behind the scenes and someone who's willing to put in that much work and who doesn't care if they get acknowledgement for it, who, who's fine with just being the guy in the background to help make things bigger and better um he definitely deserves some acknowledgement so i wanted to take some time out uh to just acknowledge his work your work is not missed it's appreciated everything you do um so this song we're gonna go ahead and get ready to end the show the ending song is definitely dedicated to him. But uh, before we do that, let's get into the business. You can know you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the Awakened Soul at Awakened Soul Pod on Twitter. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to the Awakened Soul Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, you can check out our beautiful, still new website. It still smells like a new car. Uh, that is theawakensoulpod.com. Also, shout out to the Urban Mobile Life family. So I will go ahead and sign off. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Uh, my big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Dame and Big's brother. Who was hip-hop brother? Who was no ID friend? No ID my mentor. And I let the story begin. It's the hard knock life tour. Sell out picture us in the mall. Copping iceberg and yell out jigger. Yeah, that's a weird yell out, yell out You know the name, do I gotta spell out or tell about J-A-Y, and yay so shy Man, he won't even step to his idol to say hi Standing there like a mime and let the chance pass by Back of my mind, he could change your life With all these beats I did, at least let him hear At least you could brag to your friends back at the gig But he got me at my mama crib then he helped me get my mama a crib. Big brother was big brother. 
used to be Dame and Biggs, brother Who was hip-hop brother, who was no ID friend No ID my mentor, now let the story begin, begin Let the story begin If you feel the way I feel, why don't you wave your hands, hands? Fresh off the plane, I'm off the baseline Nothing handed out, I'm about to take mine Around the same time of that blueprint one And these beats in my pocket was that blueprint form I play my little songs in that old back room Hear bob his head and say, damn, oh that's you But by the black album, I was blacking out Party at SOBs and we had packed the crowd Big brother got a show up in Madison Square And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we gon' be there But not only did I not get a chance to spit it Colleen told me I could buy two tickets I guess big brother was thinking a little different And kept little brother at bay at a distance But everything that I felt was more focused Only made me more focused Only wrote more potent Only thing I wanna know is why I get looked over I guess I understand when I get more older Big brother saw me at the bottom of the totem Now I'm on the top and everybody on the scrotum My big brother was big's brother Used to be Dame and Big's brother Who was hip-hop brother Who was no ID friend No ID my mentor Now let the story begin, begin Let the story begin.